Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Beyond Trans podcast. My name is Andre, and I'll be your host today. Uh, Today's Beyond Trans podcast is part three of self-care. It's a thing. Self-care, it really is a thing. And in this part three episode, we're going to be exploring and revealing mental health. You know, in the transgender community, mental health, it really is a thing. Um, It really takes something to be who we are in the world, and sometimes it really asks a lot of us. And so I'm walking into this podcast today regarding mental health. I'm walking into the unknown, and I'm walking with a trusted friend. Um, Just know that our intention in the Beyond Trans podcast is to bring upliftment to the transgender community and to humanity as a whole. So that's our intention. And here we go. Part three of self-care. It's a thing. Mental health. I'm here with a trusted friend. Her name is Kim. She's a mental health therapist. And how long have you worked with the transgender community, Kim? It's going on 10 years now. Wow. Yay. Okay. (laughs) That's really phenomenal. And I really honor you and I appreciate you for that. Um, I haven't been out that long, so here we go. This is going to be a grand adventure. Um, you know, I've, I've known that I was trans since I was very, very young. Um, and I came out probably about a year, year and a half ago, something like that, maybe two years ago, started coming out to myself and now now out to the world so just to share a little bit of that about myself um the beyond trans email if you want to email us any questions or comments is beyond trans at gmail.com and that's without the e so it's b-y-o-n-d-t-r-a-n-s at gmail.com Okay, so what I want to do, Kim, what's important to me is that we take the stigma out of mental health in this episode. Okay. Okay. I, when I think of mental health, okay, right, I go to all that stuff, and it's just, it's not real. I know it's not real. And so I, I look forward to this, this podcast episode of, of taking the stigma out of mental health and normalizing it for the transgender community, having it be a safe and effective tool. We're all about providing tools for the transgender community on our podcast. So, um, um, we are that the new norm of mental health is, is safe. Okay. And, and what else, what else would you say about that? It's comforting. You know, I feel like we all have things that we go through every day that we, We don't necessarily resolve and we don't necessarily have someone that we can go to and confide in and kind of talk through the problem without judgment or, you know, an agenda. And therapy is a way to work through thought problems. And we all have them. And the more we can go and be with somebody and let loose and think through and have a thought partner and just resolve these issues that we all have, you know, the clearer we can be and the more we can be productive and successful. Mm -hmm. So productive and successful, what does that look like? That looks like, you know, the ability to get up 
out of bed, right, for some of us, um, to go to, to have a job, to, um, go to school, to have happy, healthy relationships, you know, like that, and not, and, um, you know, it's not always easy, it's not, it's not designed to be easy, but, um, that there be some functionality, um, I'm wondering what to you, Kim, what does an empowered client look like? If if one of your clients, like if you're present to, oh, wow, they are empowered, I, you know, they are empowered. Like, what does that look like in the transgender community with the clients that you've worked with in the past 10 years? Well, first of all, it's very sad to me because they don't need me anymore. <laughs> it's It's kind of like... Yay, you've gotten to where you saw yourself, you know, but you maybe didn't realize it could ever really happen. Mm. And then you have to say goodbye, Kim. And then I'm so happy for you, but, you know, I'm sad for me because that means I don't get to talk to you regularly. But um, it means that you can go forward confidently. And, you know, if, if something happens where somebody misgenders you or doesn't understand or is staring at you when you walk down the street and wondering about you. It doesn't get you down. It doesn't break your stride. You're still doing and living and being and dreaming and creating. And, you know, you've, you've integrated all the parts of yourself into one flowing, loving, successful being. And it's a beautiful thing, but it means that I won't get to see you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... I like that. Uh, a flowing human being. You know, that means to what I hear and what you're saying is an integrated being. Like, all our aspects of ourselves, it's like, okay, we're, we're beyond trans now. Okay, we're trans, we've integrated that in, and now we're living our lives as, um, you know, what we desire to be. You know, walking confidently in the direction of our dreams. Just like everybody in humanity deserves. I'm wondering, um, Kim, what commonalities, if any, you have found in the transgender community with, with the trans clients. Were there any commonalities like where somebody said, oh, God, this is so personal. It's just me. And I really don't want to tell you this, Kim, but blah, 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 blah. I'm wondering, are there any commonalities? And if so, what are they? Well, it seems like... Almost every client, no matter why they come to see me, really, it's just human nature. People will have something that they say, I've never told anybody. This is my deepest, darkest secret. I'm so ashamed of this. And I'm telling you, almost 100% of the time, it's something that's it's, it's part of being human. It's not the shameful thing they think it is, or it's not so unusual we're all as different as we are we're so much the same and the things that people think are so terrible and unspeakable it's almost like even when they just say it out loud in front of another person and they have a compassionate witness it just dissipates mm -hmm. can yes i've heard that said that the the number one way or perhaps only way to get rid of shame is through empathy through listening so when we have an active listener in our lives, therein we can dissolve any shame. And it takes great courage to speak it to somebody. And yet it's the one thing that will dissolve that shame. So 
Um, can you give any specifics around those that 100% number in the trans community specifically that that someone felt ashamed of that you have found a common link with? Maybe it is that they're e- that we're even trans to begin with. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just I'm just asking. Is there any? Well, I mean, this is something that I've noticed that's just anecdotal to my practice or what I've heard. A lot of times people will have a lot of shame because they feel like at first, when they first maybe started dressing in their gender, they felt like it was a sexual thing. Like it was... I don't know, it was stimulating to them in a way that they thought meant that they weren't really trans. Like, Okay. And so, you know... So they had it mean it's about sex and it's not about their identity? Yes. Like, they, they're afraid, oh, no, it's a fetish, or, you know, this is just... You know, everybody... Not everybody, but people in their lives will say, oh, this is just a kink thing. It's not really about gender. And so sometimes people kind of get talked out of it and Mm. then later they'll realize wow it's not really about sex it's about gender and that one's pretty common I think wow but that's something that happens very early on when they first try Mm -hmm. like I've had so many people tell me the first time they cross-dressed let's say was for Halloween and then they went wait a minute this feels right yeah a lot of people told me about Halloween was the first time wow Interesting. That freedom to be, right? The holiday where you're free to be however you want to be. You know, get your freak on and it's really not your freak, it's you. Right. <laughs> right. It's the opposite. It's right. Like, this feels natural. Yeah. And I, I find, I have found in the gay community that we are that for people. You know, we free people up to be, you know, their expression sometimes when they may be blocked or something just because of that. Uh, identifying as who we really are. Um, so that's the early on is that commonality of the of that. Is there anything later on in the trans experience that there might be a commonality where people think, oh gosh, this is personal, or oh my gosh, how could this, this is only me. <laughs> well, sometimes people ask me, have you ever seen anybody who their transition slows down or kind of stalls mm-hmm. yes I've heard that too I've, I've, I've had a friend confide in me their concern about not transitioning quickly enough is, is that what you mean no like some people you know it's just human nature some people are very type A and they handle things right away they're just like checking down a checklist of transition <laughs> Who's that way? Who? (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, I I can see for me it would be very slow and like a few Mm. steps forward and then a few steps back and then some steps around the hall and down the way. (laughs) And it would be slower and maybe almost to other people. Other people might perceive that, well, they're not really transitioning or it's going so slow. Maybe it's not right for them. But, you know, I, I would just really encourage people that if it is slowing down or it does seem like you don't know what to do next, just wait. Don't panic. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's your journey. It's your pace. And other people may have opinions, but that's their opinions. Mm-hmm. I've also heard, interesting, that um, it's not us that changes. It's the people around us that change. Even though, right. we, th- even though we think we are changing, 
we're actually not changing. We're staying the same consistency, self, sameness. And it's the people around us that are changing. True? Yes. Um, Say more about that. Okay. (laughs) There's this quote I like. It says, we never really change over time. We just become more fully who we are. Mm. It's kind of what you just said, but, you know, I've had that quote in a book of quote collections for a long time. Um, Yeah, other people have to redirect their thoughts. And, you know, we just have these automatic thoughts about who we think people are. We're always making these snap judgments and... I think if you've known somebody for a long time, you've decided how they are and who they are. But that doesn't mean you really knew them. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody transitions, the people who have known them all their lives have to reevaluate and, you know, make a mental shift. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, in my family, my, my niece, when she told us she was trans, you know, I, I feel like... I got to experience something personally that I'd always experienced professionally. And it was that idea of all the memories we had of her childhood. You know, it's different now. How, how old is she right now? 19. Wow. What an experience for you. Yeah, and she just had her gender confirmation surgery about two months ago. Wow. And so how did you participate in that? <laughs> well... Um, you know, she's very private and I don't know that she would actually be thrilled that I'm talking about it, but she, um, I went and it's okay. We, we go by first names on the podcast and they don't know her name. So go ahead. Okay. So, you know, she's very private and she doesn't want to talk about being trans. You know, she's a female and, and she's not an advocate she wants to live her life Mm. and I totally respect that so you know I didn't go with her to the surgery but then she called me and said Kimmy come get me like she wanted me to come bring her home so I got to drive her back home and that was nice wow that's really big not that she didn't have support but she wanted me there too (laughs) and that felt great yeah that is something so it's touched your personal life absolutely and now that it has there been a difference now that it's touched your personal life and if so how and perhaps not you know it has and it hasn't i think having a niece who's trans it may be in a strange way it confirmed things that i always felt or believed as an outsider mm. and then to have that inside perspective i was just like wow i i, I really feel like I don't know. I've just always really understood this and been very supportive. Mm -hmm. But something I've learned from my niece is that, you know, she's so young and she's so headstrong and she's not an advocate. Right. And one time I sent her a trans pride flag that I got at the pride (laughs) parade and she (laughs) cried. Wow. Because she's a female and she just wants to go on with her life. And so, you know, and I I understood that. She just has a very different perspective. Not everybody feels the same way. Some people are very much about advocacy and then that's great. And her perspective, I respect 100% too. Yes. I have a friend that says, you know, same thing. Um, 
and others use their artistry as their way of being being that in the world. So we honor all of it. We honor all of it. All of it's good. You know, it's about being in our heart and fo doing what we feel to do in the world as ourselves authentically that makes a difference. It's not going to make a difference if we go out to protest and we don't feel to. It you know, it's uh it goes against our own, if it's going against our own nature, how can it be contributing to the planet? How can it be contributing to humanity? How can it be contributing to, you know, yourself, which is really most important? Right. That's, you know, kind of, a, a, I think, a cornerstone of my therapy practice. I feel like, you know, the worst word in the world is should. Mm. Don't put shoulds on me and don't put shoulds on yourself or anybody else, you know. All there are, all there is is what is and... and thinking that you can control other people or outcomes it just leads to frustration and heartache mm -hmm. and so just you know you do you I do me and, and you know it's all valid mm -hmm. so mental health let's talk about what are some key points to assist the transgender community in the realm of mental health like what are some things we can be aware of what are some things we can know about what are some common common things that just really are worth sharing about as far as topics underneath mental health oh, I'm sorry say the question again in a different way sure so the question is this is so just turning the corner a little bit in the realm of mental health for the transgender community what are some common topics like being misgendered uh, okay. That sort of thing that you find commonality in um, that will support what we're standing for as the new norm of mental health. Um, what are some of those topics that come up commonly as you counsel the transgender community? Um, I, I find that it's hard for people when you're supported in one aspect of your life and not in another. Like, I've known people who are out to their friends, out to their family, but absolutely not out at work. Mm. You know, I actually have someone in my family who has a fake family photo on their desk at work. Wow. Because they work in the, they actually work in the medical field and they're afraid that they'll be judged. Okay. So that's, that's one topic. So being who you are through and through everywhere in the world, being authentically yourself. Right, and I, and I think it's 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 very trying, you know, when you have to pretend to be a different gender just yeah. because you need to earn a living. Yes, you know, I have a f friend that shared about that. They said, you know, it was easy for me to come out to my f easier for me to come out to my family because if they didn't accept me, I'd still have a source of income. I'd still have a place to live. I'd still have a roof over my head. I'd still have a way to earn income. But if I went to my job, if I went to my manager who, you know, and I risked where it necessarily wasn't clear whether or not it was safe, and guess what? It was not safe or okay to be me, and I got fired. Well, it just, that, that whole root chakra, the whole sense of safety in the world gets, can can be threatening. So the bravery that it takes to 
come through that whenever you feel it's appropriate for you. Nobody can say except you. We honor, we honor that. So, so that's one thing. Yeah. What are some other things? Well, this one's pretty common, and this one hurts my feelings a lot. I can't imagine, but I hear a lot that people say that they can't go to weddings and funerals in their family. Like their family's accepting, but you can't come to the family reunion because no one's going to understand, and we don't want to have to keep explaining it. Or you can't go to so-and-so's wedding because you'll take ten- attention away from the bride. And you can't come to the funeral because it'll be all about you and your feelings and okay. not about the person who's actually passed. Okay, so if, that, if you as a listener, if that's occurring and happening to you, know that that's a commonality. Know that you're not alone. Know that it's not personal. Know that that's just kind of like the part of the human... Uh, you know, humanity part that we're working out here on the planet. So it's not personal. Okay, that's great that you're giving that example. What else? Anything else? Uh, Yeah, Um, dating. Dating! (laughs) (laughs) It can be tough, you know, to explain to somebody your gender identity and expression if they don't, if they're, they're not, if they're new to all that. Like, I think... You know, you want to be authentic and be yourself and it, just get to know somebody organically. But then there's always that explanation you have to make. And in the trans community, it's compounded by the fact that there are also a lot of people who are trans who are also HIV positive. Mm-hmm. So then you have to tell them two things when you start dating them mm-hmm. that, you know, is possibly going to exclude a lot of potential partners. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And so, you know, what that brings home for me is, you know, we've got to, or we don't have to, it would be good to be comfortable with ourselves, to, you know, be in relationship number one with ourselves first, so that, you know, we can carry ourselves with as much love and um, integrity in the world as ourselves, if others don't accept us you know we have ourselves to um have always you know at the end of the day it's our relationship with ourselves that um really matters and um yeah so focusing on our keeping the focus on ourselves okay great what else thank you kim what else um you know i feel like i (laughs) i'm having a hard time figuring it out because I honestly, lately I've had the experience where people just come and talk about everyday things. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of times... Did it not used to be that way? Because let's get... Right, so Kim's been in this for 10 years. So did is this a new trend? I mean, I don't mean to sound shooty, <laughs> but, you know, trend. I, I can't so clear that. Is this a new thing that's occurring? Uh, yeah, I've seen, you know, I feel like in 10 years I've seen a lot. And one trend is that my clients initially were in their 30s and 40s and up. Uh And just it seems like every year my client base gets younger and younger and younger that people are transitioning so much sooner. Wow. And that makes me happy because, you know. Me too. It's less of a struggle. Yes. The earlier you get started. Um, You know, could we say, you know, not to go into the good, bad realm, but isn't isn't that, wow, that... So what's happening now is people are talking about quote-unquote everyday things. That kind of, to me, that speaks that we're more integrated into society and more accepting of who we are. Now we just have these everyday quote-unquote problems. Yes. Is that so? Absolutely. Yay. 
I have had clients come in and um, talk to me. I've seen them several times, and maybe the fourth or fifth or sixth sessions, I'll say, you know, and then after my name changed, and, like, we've never discussed gender. It's never been a thing. It's It's just... You know, I want to talk about my relationship. I want to talk about my job or, you know, I'm having just people problems. It's not I'm struggling with transition or I'm struggling with acceptance. Wow. It is beyond trans. Yeah. Beyond trans. That's right. Okay. Excellent. All right. So you are at a bus stop. And imagine you're at a bus stop. Okay. And there is one of your clients next to you standing to get on the bus with you. And because of the HIPAA agreements, you don't acknowledge one another. You don't acknowledge them. And somebody's totally ridiculing them. Like, just because of, let's say, the way they look. Without you saying anything. Okay, so just be clear. You're not saying anything to them. What, what do you most want them to know about this person? What would you most want... The person who's ridiculing your client, what do you most want them to know about your client? I don't want them to know anything. I want to know about that person that's ridiculing. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. Thank you for that. You, you, okay, so what I'm hearing in that is just a level of compassion. like Because haters are going to hate, so it's not about them it's about the person that's ridiculing and so Kim out of you can hear it in her voice out of compassion she wants to know about them okay that's fantastic <laughs> I do have this funny thing though you know I, I explain to people like uh, this is confidential you know the trans community kind of can be a pretty small town and, and there's going to be times when we're going to see each other and everything and I can't tell you how many times people said, I tell everyone you're my therapist. <laughs> I'm going to run right up and hug you when I see you. <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. Okay. Um, are there any other topics in mental health that are common in the transgender community that you feel are worth sharing on this podcast? I feel like the thing that maybe is most common, you know, I think people assume that, well, if, if you're trans, it's so hard, you must be depressed. It's sad, and you lose everything, and it's a struggle, but I don't see that at all. What I feel like is most common is just anxiety. You know, just maybe worry about how's it going to all work out? You know, how am I going to get it all together? It's a worry. It's not It's not a, like a fear-based dread or depression. It's just anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all have that. Mm-hmm. We all worry about our jobs or our relationships or, you know, what are we going to do with our five-year plan? <laughs> right. That's so true. And, you know, I just want to point back to our um, podcast about meditation. Meditation is for everybody. You can't meditate wrong. Okay, so I invite the listeners to go back and listen to the meditation podcast where we actually do a meditation. We don't just talk about it. Um, a meditation practice is good for everyone, including those of us in the trans community. That's great. Thank you. Um, couple couple points that Kim and I were sharing about before we started um, recording the podcast. She wanted to point out that one person doesn't have all the answers. 
to go to multiple persons, get multiple resources. Don't just count on just a therapist or just a mentor or just your lover. One person doesn't have all the answers. That was a great point. Um, if you are desiring a therapist and you'd like to find a therapist in your in your area, um, you can look up in uh, on Psychology Today. There's a website, Psychology Today. Go to the Find a Therapist page, and then you'll enter your zip code. And then there's different topics, you know, for different types of therapists. And you would select the LGBT. And it's really that simple. And then you could find a therapist in your area. And, you know, you start by calling somebody. It, if they're not the one, it's okay. You've got the ball in momentum. You've got the ball rolling. You make the call. They may not be the one, but they'll say, oh, it's not me, but it's blah, blah, or call this, or da-da. So you follow the lead, right, like that. So, so stick with it. Stick with it. You're worth it. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Uh, another important point that Kim made was that there are other people that are trans that want to help you. So if you're first coming out, first realizing that you're trans, it's so important to know that you're not alone, number one. You are not alone. Let's all say that together. One, two, three. You are not alone. And you're not the only one. And that's so important because sometimes when we first come out, it just feels like the whole world is looking at us through a microscope. And I'm only, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at myself because that's how I felt. You're you're not the only one. You can count on it. And you're not alone. And there are other people that are trans that really desire to help you. So just walk in your, be in your beginning steps really knowing that and believing that. Another thing is that Kim shared is that if you are listening to this podcast and you are looking for desiring a therapist or finding out about mental health because it's important to you. Chances are you are a smart, really thoughtful person and probably lovely. So just know that about yourself, that you're a thoughtful person. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share, Kim, that's come to mind or that's important to you or uh, in those realms? Um. You know, when you ask for help, when you just start looking for help, when you're asking people, hey, what do you think I should do? You're, you're getting on the path. And as you walk the path, honestly, the road rises up to meet you. Mm. And things come to you that you would have never imagined before you got on the path. And so it's really scary to take those first steps. It's so daunting, and it seems like, well, maybe if I just stay where I'm at, I'll be okay. Right. But, you know, if you get on the path, you might, things might be fantastic. There's people out there who've been where you are right now. Yes. They understand and they care. And they want your happiness, too. Yes. And if you're in pain and suffering and 
there comes a point when it's just no longer okay with yourself to stay in that place. And, you know, we all reach that tipping point where it's just no longer okay, where we have to move on. Or we choose to move on, actually. We choose to move on. We just have to be brave enough to ask, is what Kim said. Just be brave enough to ask. And, you know, the universe is co-conspiring on your behalf. The universe and life are on your side, rooting for you, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it. So, if you're listening to this, I'm asking you to just, just please be brave enough to ask for assistance. Um, also, you can contact the Trevor Project um, to get assistance there, your local LGBT center. Um, get mentors, get allies, you know, get a tribe, get, get a group, get some, you know, whatever works for you. You know what works for you. Okay, so we're going to um, wrap up our podcast unless there's anything else you'd like to share. There's one thing. Sure. There are so many beautiful people in the world like you, Andre, that have such a heart and want to heal and help others. And it's, it's just like truly a gift for me to be able to sit here and talk with you today. And I just want to thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so again, our email is beyondtrans at gmail.com. That's without the E because we made it special that way. <laughs> e, you keep the E because you're exceptional. <laughs> it's B-Y-O-N-D-T-R-A-N-S at gmail.com. And I just want to thank all those who support me and have loved me along the path. I really appreciate you, and I would be nowhere without you. And I'm humbled and very grateful for all those who have assisted me on my path. I love you, and I appreciate you. And, Kim, I'm going to ask you to participate as we close up the podcast in a guided meditation with me. So I like to do this from time to time as we close out the podcast. So I'm just going to ask you to, do you trust me? Yes, I trust you. <laughs> okay. So um, it's interesting. We're sitting in Kim's car. It's stormy out and um, a little bit of rain. And she was determined to do the podcast. So she's like, well, we can go, go in my car. And so she's just that committed. So thank you for your commitment to, to our community. And it's very, very much appreciated. So we're sitting in her car, and we're going to just do this guided meditation. Please, everyone listening, please join in with us. It makes a difference. So just closing your eyes and breathing in and out through the nose. Deep breath. Feeling the air move in and out through the nostrils. And I'd like for us all to imagine that right now, right here now, in this very moment, there's no such thing anymore as coming out. It's a no thing. For if you're lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer, it no longer exists. There's no such thing as coming out anymore. It just is. We all just are. And what does that feel like for you? 
What does that actually feel like in the body? No need to come out. You just are. And what is your experience of the people around you when there's no need to come out? Coming out is a no thing. What is that like right now? What are the people like around you? What does the world feel like? What does the air feel like? What do you desire to do? And who do you desire to be? And just presencing that for all of humanity as you're ready, gently opening the eyes, coming back to this wherever you are. And anchoring that in the here and now. Thank you. As a listener, you are a participant. You are participating by listening. And thank you for that. I thank you for that and I love you. And you are valid in this world. And you are appreciated and you do belong here. You're here, so you belong here. Thank you for listening to Beyond Trans. Om Shanti.